0: High. It's a dig. It is out of here. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's time to get up and get your day started. It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 985 FM. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Here are your hosts.
1: Greg and Eli. That's right. It is time to get up, get that day started, get moving, get ready. Might be a little tougher today because there is a lot of rain in the area, especially right now. There's just a big old green blob on my radar covering the entire area. Nothing, uh, real heavy but just rain out there all over the area and we're going to see some rain. We haven't seen rain in a long long time so I know a lot of folks uh happy to see some rain today in the area. It looks like we'll have some rain uh, pretty much throughout the day today. As a little bit of a cold front moves through, going to be cooler temperatures over the next few days. Today is election day here in the city of Memphis as well. So I know folks are heading out to the polls Uh, in the rain today. Probably want to give yourself a little bit of extra time to get out and about and do that voting today. Welcome on in. It is Sports 56 Mornings. The Thursday, October 5th, 2023 edition of the program. I am Eli Savoy. Zach Boyd is here as well. No Greg Gaston today. He will be back on the program next week. Coming up on today's program, as usual on Thursday, Kerry Miller will join us from Bleacher Report. We'll talk Major League Baseball with him. Thought maybe we would be talking about some games today, but we will not have any games today because the Brooms, well, they were out in the wild card round. Of the Major League Baseball playoffs. Four sweeps. That's right. It was sweeps week in Major League Baseball. Four sweeps in the wild card round of Major League Baseball, which is absolutely crazy that not one of those series could be split in the first two games. But all four teams that won on Wednesday or Tuesday, rather, they all won yesterday. Three of the teams in the wild card round only scored one run in the two games. Combined, it was not a pretty scene for the wild card round of the Major League Baseball playoffs. And John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, has some explaining to do. I don't even understand what the hell he was doing yesterday. But we'll get into Major League Baseball and we'll talk with Kerry Miller coming up uh, at the end of this first hour from the Bleacher Report about Major League Baseball. In our number two, no Ryan Silverfield this week. No Tiger football report this week because, well, you know, the Tigers aren't playing. Hard to preview a game that's not happening. So we will uh, have no Tiger football report and no Ryan Silverfield. We will, however, talk some college football in our second hour with our buddy Brandon Marcello, the now national college football reporter for 247 Sports. Uh, Always fantastic to talk to him. He'll be joining us at about 8.25 or 8.30. And then, of course, our final hour today... All about college football, as it is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside College Football Hour. As Harold Grader will be here in studio with us, we'll talk college football with him. We'll do our pick six, giving somebody an opportunity to win some free barbecue. Hopefully they can do better than the color did last week. 0-6 oh, for the color last week. Rough one. Rough one. I believe it was Dave was the caller last week. Sorry, Dave. Hate to call you out, but 0-6. Oh, Whew. Rough one last week for the callers in our pick six. We will do that coming up in our final hour. We are here in the family leisure studios, family leisure. That's where family and fun come together. You can go check them out at 2120 Witten road spas. Of course, we're, we're kind of moving out of pool season really into that spa hot tub season, which I will be looking forward to because I already have mine from Family Leisure that I got last year and absolutely love that thing. Of course, this time of year is a good time to be outside with the weather we're going to be getting, especially these cooler temperatures that are coming. But uh, they've got all kinds of stuff, indoor, outdoor, whatever it is, stuff that you need for from Family Leisure at 2120 Witten Road. Zach Boyd, how are you, sir? On this rainy Thursday. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing That's good. good. We're, I feel like I
2: feel like now that it's kind of closer. Now reality starts to settle in. Like, okay, the Grizzly season is really is really here. Got a preseason game
1: of four days. Yeah, three days.
2: Three, I think.
1: Yeah, three days. Sunday.
2: Yeah. So it's starting. To, it's starting to kick in a little bit for me. Like, oh, okay, now it's time to kind of. Let's go. Got to double check the equipment. Make sure I got everything together so that we're good to go. So, but everything, yeah, every, every, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting.
1: Opening night, twenty days away. Oh, less than three weeks. I know. Grizzlies open up their season October the twenty fifth. Man, I can't wait, man. Yeah, looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. Tigers, of course, they'll be opening up their season too. Basketball's all upon us. And last night, the Tigers had student madness. Over at El Marone Fieldhouse, place was full of students, 1,500, as they had a lot of fun as these things go. Some dancing, some three-point shooting, some dunking. Uh, was it Big Boogie? It was. Big Boogie. Familiarized. It was Big Boogie, did he perform at one of the Memphis Madnesses before?
2: Yeah, I think it was last year's. They, they, I don't was think they did last. I don't think it was, think they did, it was so like the year, year before.
1: Big boogie. But he, um, I, but he did perform. He's though. a local rapper, right? He's yes. from here? Okay. He is a. Is he on Moneybag's side? <laughs> is, he, is he a Moneybag guy? I think he's a Gotti. Gotti? I don't know. I don't think think Gotti, but I could be wrong. Because I thought that one. I thought, if I'm thinking of the correct one, I thought the year he performed at Memphis Madness, he was there with Moneybag. He was. But he's not a money bag guy. I, I, the thing is, like Moneybag and Yo
2: Gotti, they they kind of you know they're they're together. They're buddies. Oh, they're together. Okay, yeah, they're buddies.
1: I, I see. I always get these things confused. I know there's there's some that are together and some that aren't. <laughs> some that don't like each other. Um, I could never remember which way is which. So okay, but but I think I remember Big Boogie performing the last time. But he he performed last night as well, and uh, apparently a good time was had by all. David Jones. Is your winner in the three-point contest for whatever that is worth, and Nick Jordan, the winner in the dunk contest for whatever that is worth, and I'll tell you what those are worth—absolutely nothing. But uh, but I think it's cool. I do think it's cool that they did this. I, to me, the whole Memphis Madness thing on at FedEx Forum kind of just—I know Penny loves it and all that stuff, and it's it's cool. To some degree, but it had gotten like that last one they did where it was just like weird and almost it was too over the top. Like I just felt like it was over the top. To me, I like doing something for the students. I think it's cool doing something for the students. They, you know, they need to get those students more involved coming back out to games, those types of things. So I think just doing something for the students, I'm all for that. I, I, I like that. And certainly when you're talking about Big Boogie, Moneybag, yo. Mm -hmm. The normal Tiger basketball fans that go to games, not exactly. There's not big crossover there. (laughs) There's there's the the fans that are at the games, the season ticket holders for the University of Memphis, probably not huge big boogie fans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing. I don't know. No, 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 you're not wrong. Just I I hate to just you know judge people judge a book by its cover, but I just look at the people who were there. At most games, those season ticket holders, and I think probably not a big boogie fan. No, you're not wrong. Students more so, probably much better opportunity, much higher percentage of students who are who know who Big Boogie is and might listen to Big Boogie music compared to the regular Memphis Tiger basketball season ticket holder. So, to do something for the students with Big Boogie. And now that I think that's great, and of course the women's basketball team out there, Alex Simmons out there dancing, everybody's having a good time. It's just fun. It's a fun event. It doesn't need to be this big blown out production at FedEx Forum. Something in Elmarone Fieldhouse for the students, I think, makes a lot of sense, and I, I, I think it's cool.
2: But I'm not going to lie to you, I kind of sort of miss the the uh, suburban suburban white family asking <laughs> like, "Hey, like who? So who's that guy? Like you know, uh, I kind of
1: miss that a little bit, though. That's the thing. And, 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 hey, listen." I was one. Of, I was one of those people. I, like, every, <laughs> like every time a new person would rapper would come out, i be like, "Who is this? I don't know, like, am I supposed to know this guy?" Am he's I like, okay?
2: He got some I, chains on. Like he, yeah. he got a lot of them. Like
1: eventually, I, I'm, I'm just happy now because I've gotten to the point where I do like recognize Moneybag Yo when he walks. He's the only one. I think he's the only one that I truly recognize. Like he walks into the Grizzlies game. Now, if he didn't walk in with the chains and stuff, I wouldn't be. I would probably not notice him. But they all were very noticeable when they walk in. They make sure you notice them, and like I'll be like, okay, who's that? And I'm going, oh, that one's Moneybag. Now the other ones I don't know who they are, but that one, he's the one guy that I think I could pretty regularly recognize now when I see him. At I a think game. I think he can recognize Yo Gotti. I think he's big enough. See, people say that, but I don't like. I like right now in my head, I can kind of I kind I can picture Moneybag Yo. I don't have a picture of Yo Gotti <laughs> in my head. I don't know. I really don't know for. Maybe I would recognize him, but I don't have a picture of Yo Gotti in my head. Moneybag, I have a picture of. I know what he looks like. Yo Gotti? Don't know what he looks like. Might recognize him. Might be able to pick him out of a group that walks in, but I don't know that I for sure could do that. Like, Like, if you told me one of those guys is Yo Gotti, probably could come up with it. I don't even have to be told that one of them's money bag, you know. I know that because okay. I'm down. I'm down with that. I'm down with money bag. But mm-hmm. these, um, but anyway, so that was last night. Memphis Madness. Also yesterday, we find we got official word on tip times and television and all of that stuff for the Memphis basketball schedules. And the University of Memphis men's basketball team will have at least. 21 of their 31 games on national television 21 of the 30 that's at least there are still some that are waiting on assignment you know the the season opening tournament down in the Bahamas that will kind of that some of that depends on whether you win or lose you know if you win your first game and you're in the winner's bracket keep winning that you're going to be on national TV down there as well. 3 CBS games so you're talking national network television the Vanderbilt game and the Wichita State game at home and of course the Florida Atlantic game to end the regular season down there you've got ESPN ESPN2 ESPNU Again, there's some of these some of these that are right now in Either ESPN or ESPN2. Some are ESPN2 or ESPNU. Again, some of these will still be determined, but we know they're going to be on national television. 21 of 31 games on national TV. There is no doubt that the American Athletic Conference understands right now that in basketball, the University of Memphis is their number one entity as far as uh, programs go, drawing Eyeballs to televisions, so the the University of Memphis is going to get prime real estate from the conference when it comes to television. Here's one other good thing, if and if, if unless I overlook this, but I, I double checked this like three different times to make sure. They did not get stuck with any of the 11 a.m. Sunday tip times in home games. They get a lot—because they've got a lot of these—because that's one of the Americans' prime television days now on ESPN is Sunday. And that first game is at 11 a.m. tip time. And 11 a.m. Sunday tip times, let's just be honest, they suck. Yeah, No fan. i mean, again, it's it's hard for the university to to sell tickets and get people to come to that game because people are going to church, everything else. And I— if I'm I'll, and I'll do the double check again. I'll do. I'm going to do the discount <laughs> double check again. I'm going to go down this Sunday, January 7th against SMU. That is a 4 p.m. tip time. Again, I'm, they do have some. Ro- I think they have one or two on the road, but at home, Sunday, February 11th versus Tulane. That is a one o'clock game. Sunday, February 25th against Florida Atlantic is a one o'clock game, and Sunday, March 3rd against UAB is a 4:30 game. The game at Florida Atlantic. Oh, no, that's a Saturday game. Um, even on the road, I don't even know if they got the... Although Sunday, January 21st game at Tulane is still to be determined as far as a tip time goes. They have a noon road game at Wichita State on a Sunday. But
2: there's
1: nothing going
2: on in Wichita, though. <laughs> what? I mean, other than hey, church. I mean, besides whoa. that.
1: Why, why just the insult of Wichita. There's no insult. It's just, there's nothing going on just, just, Why are you throwing Wichita under the bus? What's Wichita done to on. you? Have you ever been to Wichita? I, I have nothing against
2: Wichita. I'm Wait, just saying there's
1: nothing going on You clearly do something against it. You just, you just threw it under the bus. Have you ever been to Wichita? I have not. You should go. The wheat fields are beautiful. See, that's the problem.
2: I'm a city boy. <laughs> that's not going to work, man. That's not going to work.
1: I have been to the outskirts of Wichita. I've never been actually in Wichita, Wichita proper, Yeah, Not, haven't checked out the city, been in the outskirts, fine city, fine city, fine Midwestern city of a bunch of farmers. That's what it is. But that's cool. I'm, I am so glad because we've talked with Jeff Crane about that in the past. Again, those 11 a.m. Sunday tip times, nobody wants them. The university doesn't want them. I guarantee you the players don't want them. Team doesn't want them. Fans don't want them. Nobody wants Sunday 11 a.m. tip times, except for television. And But the Tigers were able to avoid all of those as far as the home games are concerned. But again, 21 of the 31 games on national TV, and again, that's at least. There's probably going to be more. And this goes back to what we talk with Jeff Crane all the time. This is what makes it tough to sell tickets anymore. Pretty much every one of your games is on national television. Let alone the games that are on ESPN Plus. Pretty every game they play, you can watch at home. Either streaming, but mostly on actual national television. CBS, ESPN, ESPN two. Most people, even with all the cord cutting and everything else going on, I would say most people have, especially fans of sports, which if you're a season, whatever season ticket holder that type or potential season ticket holder you're probably going to have the espn channels so you pretty much have access to every tiger game so if you're the university trying to convince people to continually come downtown to these games when they know they can watch every single one at home it's not an easy task i get it like it's this is the problem that it's not and it's not just the university of memphis as Jeff Crane has talked about, it's, it, it is a an industry-wide problem. As much as great as it is to have your program constantly on television, you're also battling the other side of that. It makes it harder to sell tickets when people know they don't have to go to the game to see the game. And it's an expensive trip. Especially if you're, you know, these middle-of-the-week games, you live out in... The suburbs to go all the way downtown, it's a trip. You can get home late from there. Like it's there. There's certainly a lot to be considered, but it is great that the program continues to get that type of exposure. And again, the American Athletic Conference understands what it has in the University of Memphis basketball, especially, and is going to continue to give them those prime spots as far as conference games are concerned. Uh, Texter texted on the. Madness Since people don't understand What the madness is all about It's about the students It's about recruits And future recruits Times change People shouldn't make things All about them Yeah Again that's To me Students And as I said Yes They're recruits All of that stuff Put on a show Make it look fun All of that good thing I don't need to see it It certainly is not for me By any means And again it's, It's really not Designed for most of those season ticket holder fans, I think it. Yes, I am all for doing it for the students, and what they did last night, I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I hope it was a good time. You know, I, I know Penny said afterwards he loved it, buddy. He, he still wants to be able to put his little spin on it. Also found out yesterday, it's interesting because the last, the last big Memphis. Madness that we had at FedEx Forum, if I'm not mistaken, was the one that was all put together by Curtis Givens. Yeah. And now Curtis Givens' son <laughs> is getting ready to commit, and the University of Memphis is on that list that he is school, um, he will be choosing between. He's going to be committing here in Memphis. So you would, I mean, this is one of those things like, Maybe that's what Penny meant when he wanted to put his little twist on it. He's like, I really wish I could have done it this year so I could have used Curtis Givens again <laughs> since this uh, is getting ready to commit and we would like to get him. But you've got two prominent sons here in town that are going to be making decisions soon, in Curtis Givens the third, and Billy Richmond the third. And those are two very uh, big targets for the University of Memphis and for Penny Hardaway. But Curtis Givens is going to be making his decision. And I, I don't know if you are familiar with it. Are you familiar with Big Bill's Barbecue? I feel like I've heard is I've heard of the name. It's on Kirby Road here in East Memphis. He's going to announce his decision at 4 p.m. Saturday. Again, he's not right now, going to school here. He is at Montverde. Formerly went to MUS. The fact that he's make, I will always say this when it comes to people from here making their commitment when the University of Memphis is on the list. The fact that he's making the announcement at a barbecue place in Memphis... I would think Memphis has a pretty good shot. <laughs> I think so? Like, I just... I don't... Would you be willing to just go to a barbecue place in Memphis to announce you're going somewhere other than Memphis when Memphis is hotly recruiting you? It has been done before. <laughs> it has been done before. Who, I'm not, who, who's done it before? I don't I, know. I can't I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting. I'm sure. But like it just seems like the home court advantage here seems to work. Like he's, and it's Supposedly the fact that he's not going to school here right now. If he was still at MUS and announcing at MUS, like okay, okay, maybe he won't say Memphis, but you're coming to Memphis to announce your decision at a barbecue shop, seems very Memphisy. <laughs> like announcing at a barbecue place seems very Memphis centric. I'm
2: not gonna lie to you. Uh I I would I would have thought that they would have had like this big production, like Curtis just goes all out and get like well,
1: it is, it's going to be streamed live on uh, On3, uh, their YouTube channel. So I don't know what kind of – it might be a big – I have no idea. But Memphis, LSU, and Texas are apparently the finalists. Georgia Tech as well. Oh, is Georgia Tech on there? Yeah. Okay. So – I don't want to lead
2: them out because they, they might end up getting him. <laughs> Who knows? They no, might they're up- not. They're
1: not. <laughs> Memphis is getting him. <laughs> he's announcing at a Memphis barbecue place. I mean, I, I, again, I will be floored if all of a sudden on Saturday afternoon, he at a Memphis barbecue shop, he decides he picks up an LSU hat or whatever, however he's going to do it. says, I'm going to LSU. I'm going to be a tiger, an LSU tiger. Or hook him horns. Oh, that's going to hurt. No, I'm telling you, he's. I I, I will. If I am wrong, I will fully admit Monday that I completely misread the situation. I just feel like, again, it's not exactly. Again, his penny hired his dad to produce Memphis Madness a few years ago. Now the son announcing his commitment at a Memphis barbecue shop. I'm going on a limb. I'm going to say he chooses Memphis. I hope so. I would love to. I would love to have a,
2: have a pair of uh, Memphians, sons of Memphians, just, just being on the
1: team. And I will say this. If Billy Richmond's son announces at a wing guru, I'm, not necessarily the same thing. I it's mean, that's his, his, his NIL place. deal. That's yeah, that, would be, that would be different. That would be a little. <laughs> and I don't know what Curtis Given's third relationship is to Big Bill. Of Bill's, Big Bill's Barbecue? I don't know. Maybe there's some certain relation there. But, like, Billy Richmond's son announcing at his restaurant would be a little bit different. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's a guarantee that he's going to Memphis. Still probably pretty fairly likely. But this one this one seems pretty cut and dry. Curtis Givens third is going to choose Memphis. But that's just—I'm just reading the tea leaves, I as they like so. to say.
2: I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm going to keep my eye out but I I hope so. But it's but nevertheless it still speaks on Penny and the recruiting trail just how impactful he is. Like again like it's it's easy enough to have like two two kids who who were born in Memphis. Uh you know, it's it's easy because their their fathers work in Memphis. <laughs> One is a former University of Memphis Tiger basketball player himself. So it's that that's kind of an easy pitch but that still kind of brings out that Recruiting, in a sense, because like Penny, like like we like we talked about this all the time. I'm like when people are in town and they're bringing up Penny, I always ask them like, "Hey, outside looking in, recruiting, everything. What what you think about Penny Hardaway?" And everybody said, "Man, like he's a recruiter. Like he goes, he 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 gets the guys that he wants. It's just a matter of like what happens on the court, and you know, and all of that can be criticized at different points during the season. But when Penny targets," A recruit more times than not, he's gonna get him. So if Big Bill barbecue managed to get <laughs> Curtis Gibbons the third in a University of Memphis Tigers uniform, then so be it. Like let's do it. Let's do it.
1: If if we if we like, does does Petty eat at Big Bill's regularly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Petty hangs out at Big Bills a lot. I don't know. Somebody texted in, by the way. Keith texted. it says Jeremy Liggins from Oxford announced from a restaurant on the Oxford Square that he was going to LSU. Wow. That's yeah. That is cold-blooded. That's like the right, like that's the only thing worse, I guess, would be say you're going to Mississippi State, but like, wow. At a restaurant in Oxford saying you're going to LSU. That one's rough. Uh, Raider Corey says that's the worst kept secret basketball. You're not wrong, Eli. 100% givens will be the starting point guard here next year. I'm extremely confident. Yeah, it would be, it would be a bold move <laughs> to go to Big Bill's. I don't you even where- like Big Bill's barbecue that much.
2: He just, you know, it's like since since, since I'm already I'm, eating here, might as well
1: live stream. I'm I'm, I'm uh, a <laughs> like- i am i want to I want to check out Big Bill's. I, I've never I have never heard of Big Bill's barbecue. I'm, I assume it must be good. All the barbecue here in town is good. I'm gonna I need to go find Big Bill's barbecue. It's down the street. Yes, yeah, it's, it's on Kirby. It can't be too far from here. Yeah, Like right I mean, off Ker- the interstate. Kirby's right up there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. You
2: might need. To, you might need You might want to go to this
1: commitment <laughs> next, this upcoming Saturday. Hell, I might commit at Big Bill's <laughs> Barbecue. I don't know where I'm committing to, but I might commit at Big Bill's Barbecue. But I'm going to say again, I'm going to go on and uh, all these people have their crystal balls. My crystal ball, one hundred percent Memphis for Curtis Givens the third. There we go. We're just getting started here. Major League Baseball playoffs. The brooms were out in the wild card round. Talk about that when we come back. Carrie Miller later in the hour on baseball as well. Hour number two, Brandon Marcello, college football. Hour three, Harold Grader, the Autos of Liberty Bowl, inside college football hour. It's a rainy election day here in Memphis. Sports 56 Mornings, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. We are real
0: sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to real sports talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 mornings. Morning. On Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Greg Gaston
1: and Eli Savoy. Yeah,
0: Welcome back here.
1: Sports 56 Mornings live at the Family Leisure Studio. It's election day here in Memphis. It's also a rainy day. Looks like it's going to be a, lot, a decent amount of rain throughout the day, but there's a big old green blob over us right now. Uh, so we got rain throughout the area right now. Brad, our buddy who works down at FedEx Forum Texas, says FedEx Forum employees don't want 11 a.m. games, means we have to be there at 7 or 8. Yeah. So, hey, nobody wants those 11 a.m. games, especially on a Sunday. Saturday, I'll, I'll accept, because then you got a full day afterwards. You could hang around downtown, maybe go to Beale Street, do stuff like that. Sunday, 11 a.m. games, no, not fun. Not fun for anybody whatsoever. All right, so now we're getting more information. Got a tweet from somebody that says, Curtis Givens owns Big Bill's Barbecue. You said there, you've got some information that – Maybe not. don't know if they, he owns it or not, but he he's involved with Big Bill's Barbecue. Yeah. collabs with them. Yes, and we also not too long ago had somebody because I know now exactly where Big Bill's Barbecue is. I somebody texted me and told me it is literally right up here at Quince and Kirby. Yeah, I've I've seen it a million times. <laughs> I I didn't it didn't ring a bell that that's Big Bill's Barbecue. Um, do we, But if if so if. Curtis Givens owns Big Bill's Barbecue. Do we know who Big Bill is? Is Big Bill like maybe his dad or something or family? Who's Big Bill? That I don't know. I've been we, we, looking. We, we I haven't figured out who Big Bill is? I don't know who Big Bill is. But we had somebody call in not too long ago and ask you or say tell you something about Big Bill's Barbecue.
2: Yeah, he told me, like, yeah, you need to come by Big Bill's Barbecue. I forgot who it was. I hope I hope they're
1: listening. They called me. I can't – because I can't I, – when they rang a bell, I was, when I found out where it was, it's was like, wait, I remember you coming in and asking about Big Bill's Barbecue someplace right up the street here. And that's right. It's right there in that shopping center, yeah. Quince and Kirby. I go to that Wendy's. Uh, there's Kroger. Yeah. You got uh, – You got Los Cabos over there. Los Cabos, yeah. That's yeah. that's another – that's on the kind of the other side. Los Cabos is on this side. Big Bill's is on the back side of right. that, I believe. It used to be a pizza joint, I think, maybe. I can't remember what it used to be, but I know I know exactly where Big Bills is now. I, I got to I gotta go. I'm gonna have to go check out Big Bills sometimes. You might
2: soon. as well get your commitment ready, man.
1: I'm telling you, I might, <laughs> I might commit to Big Bills while I'm at Big Bills. But we, I want to find out. I want who Big Bill is, especially if it's owned by Curtis Givens. Who's who? What's the what? Who's Big Bill? Why do we Why do we call it Big Bill's Barbecue? But uh, again, that's coming up Saturday, four o'clock. Curtis gives a third. It's going to commit to the University of Memphis. <laughs> I'm proclaiming it. I'll still even if his dad owns the place, I'll still go with the fact that if he's doing it here, he's committing to the University of Memphis. So, that is uh that that's my bold proclamation. Um somebody uh somebody says I don't care where they're from. Just put five guys on the floor who can get us past the Sweet 16. <laughs> past the Sweet 16? Just get to the Sweet 16. Yeah. At this point, you just got to get to the Sweet 16, let alone past it. Drew says, Joe Jackson announced on the campus of the University of Memphis and tried to act like it was going to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, uh, Sometimes it's just obvious. Sometimes it's rather oh, yeah. obvious who they're going to commit to. Well,
2: maybe to. he had a relative that worked on <laughs> campus. He was like, yeah, I could, get you, I could rent you out this room here so you could announce your commitment.
1: It could be that. Uh, Tennessee Thompson says he'll be announcing his commitment at Big Bill's Barbecue today at 1230. Free Vols swag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Davis says, instead of hats, he's going to do a pork rib, beef rib. That other... Yeah, if I choose the chicken let see. How would we? Memphis would have to be ribs, right? Texas would have to. Texas would be brisket. Yeah. What would LSU be on the menu? What would? What would? What? If you're doing it as food items, what? He, whichever one he decides, what would? What? I wonder if they have any sort of like jambalaya or something on the menu. I was gonna say gators, but that's. I think that might be Florida. Gotta have some Cajun food. Like maybe they, maybe they have jambalaya on the menu at Big Bills. Yeah. Uh, you could do jambalaya. Ribs for Memphis, brisket for Texas. And you, I didn't see Georgia Tech listed, but you're putting Georgia Tech still on the list.
2: Yeah, it was on the, it was on the little graphic.
1: I don't know what, what we could put on there. What food item for Georgia Tech?
2: We just steal from every, no, (laughs) Uh, I
1: love, I love Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a fun campus. What Atlanta, what Atlanta, what, what would be a food for Atlanta? What's a signature food of Atlanta? Is there one? Was it, chicken wings? It, oh, we got to get the lemon pepper from, from Magic City.
2: That's what we got to do. <laughs> That's all we got to do. We got to get the lemon pepper, Lou Will lemon pepper
1: wings from Magic City. That's what we got to do. So we're going to put lemon pepper wings, ribs, brisket, and some jambalaya. Or, yeah, I, 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 they, 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 they really could have jambalaya on the menu there. There we go. And he just, whichever one he chooses to eat. I don't know. Like spoiler I'm, alert, he's gonna eat the ribs. He might. He might not go to Georgia Tech. But the the, the <laughs> wings might <laughs> might might be the winner though. <laughs> is uh, is I mean, Does Atlanta have a signature food of any sort other than strip club N- not wings? That I, <laughs> other than wings from a strip club?
2: <laughs> not that I know of. No,
1: I I don't know at the time. Atlanta my head. known for anything food wise?
2: No. Chick-fil-A. But <laughs> <it's> everywhere, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to... What, I, I've never... I, I've, what I mean, Atlanta's got to have something as a signature food, right? There's got to be some sort of food Atlanta's known for. I feel it. Like. I just feel like there's got to be a food. Well, I mean, like, it's
2: a... They're called the peach state. So I don't know, like, peaches is like a thing for them.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... But again... Georgia overall is the, but Atlanta itself. It's. I think Atlanta itself is a wing spot. Never, Buffalo is the wing. Play, Buffalo is wings. Atlanta doesn't get to steal wings from Buffalo. They're not called Atlanta wings. They're called Buffalo wings. I mean, it happened. I mean, they. Never, oh, I gotta, gotta, gotta be nice. Gotta be nice. <laughs> I
2: gotta be nice. Because I gotta go to Atlanta one day. So somebody, I gotta okay. Be
1: nice. Somebody did say peach cobbler. Maybe we could put peach cobbler up there. But that's everywhere, though.
2: Peach cobbler is everywhere. But I get it. Like the peach, uh, like Georgia's is a is a peach state. So I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So what?
1: We'll, so that. So we're gonna do ribs, brisket, peach cobbler, and jambalaya. Whichever one he eats, that's where he's going. And. I'm telling you right now, he's going to eat the ribs. Well, can he? Well, can he
2: have? Both the uh, lemon pepper wings from Magic City and the peach Cobbler <laughs> together. I think.
1: I think both of those things need to come together. I think. I think you, you just want to go to Magic team. City. You want like? I think you want like the workers from Magic City to bring the wings up. I mean, that would be fun, <laughs> though. That, that, would be, that would be that would be some fun entertainment, boy. Could, could make the stream. I, hey, you probably get more viewers on the stream if you got some of them in the background. Hey, listen. Working their magic. I mean, if Snoop Dogg brought
2: strippers to Kansas, then the, then why can't we bring it to Big Bill's Barbecue? You know.
1: See, Tiger Steve says Atlanta is Chick Fil A, but like, I, I mean, when I go to Chick Fil A, I don't think, man, this is good authentic Atlanta <laughs> exactly. food. It's a chicken sandwich. Like, I don't, I don't think, like. I don't think you go to a place like, oh, you're from Atlanta, man. You guys make a mean chicken sandwich down there. Like I go places, I tell people I'm from Memphis. Oh, barbecue. Like I don't think it. Maybe I'm wrong. Do Atlanta people go places? People go, oh my god, chicken sandwiches. You guys do them the best. I don't know. That's a. It's an. I've never really thought about it, but like I don't. I feel like because it feels like places in the South have their signature food and Atlanta just doesn't as big a city as it is and everything else it just doesn't seem to have that thing that it's known for speaking of Atlanta the Braves will be back in action getting ready for the division series and we are going to talk some Major League Baseball up next as Kerry Miller from Bleacher Report joins us as you're listening to Sports 56 Mornings here at Sports 56 at 98.5 FM
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break join johnny radio for sports 56 happy hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on sports 56 and 98.5 fm now back to sports 56 morning good morning on sports 56 and 98.5 fm here once again greg gaston and eli savoy
1: Welcome back, seven forty-five here in the Family Leisure Studios. Eli and Zach with you on this rainy Thursday, election day here in Memphis. Well, I thought today, you know, when going into the wild card round, I assumed that when we talked to Kerry Miller today, we would have at least one game that we would be talking about, a deciding game in one of these wild card series. But lo and behold, that is not the case because all four of the series were sweeps as the Rangers, Twins, Diamondbacks, and Phillies all advanced yesterday. Kerry Miller joins us each and every week to talk to Major League Baseball from Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter, X, whatever, at Karens James. (laughs) Kerry, all right. The Rays, Blue Jays, and Marlins each only scored one run combined in their two games. The Brewers scored more runs, but they blew a 3-0 lead with their ace on the mound and a 2-0 lead last night. With their, I guess, second or third best pitcher on the mound. They didn't score a run in the series after the second inning of either game. Who had the most disappointing performance in the wildcard round?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say we expected the Marlins to only score one run, but we're not surprised by that one, right? They had no offense all season, and their lone offensive weapon, you know, Luis Arias, was with an ankle injury clearly not himself I think we all expected the Phillies to win that Mm -hmm. series um I I mean I'd have to say Tampa Bay was most disappointing right I mean and not even from a fans refusing to show up perspective which is a whole another ridiculous narrative but yeah to score one run after I think they they scored the fourth most runs during the regular season something like 860 I mean they were unstoppable in april i know they lost wander franco but he was not their entire offense they still had like 11 guys who hit double digit home runs during the regular season and they just didn't show up at all um at home against toronto's that was definitely the one i did not see being a sweep in that direction
1: the um yeah they did not show up and the fans as you said did not show up um which is amazing again that they're building them they're getting a new stadium for, for who, for, for what, why are we, why are we giving a new stadium to a team who can't draw 20,000 people for a playoff game?
3: Yeah. And it's like right down the street from where it currently (laughs) is. So if, you know, when when everybody was commenting about it on Twitter or X or whatever, like you always say, (laughs) uh, you know, a lot of the fans were like, have have you ever tried to go to the trop? It sucks to get there. You got to cross the bridge and all this like, Okay, so you're going to go to the new one? Really? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Why don't you move to Nashville already?
1: <laughs> exactly. The, the the city. If you can't draw twenty thousand people for a playoff game, you do not deserve a team. Uh, that that's that's unbelievable to me. They did at least avoid the setting the new record as they did score the one run uh, to break their scoreless pro, postseason inning streak at thirty three. So they didn't set the record there. At least they did avoid that dubious record.
3: I I did not realize it was. I knew they only scored one run. Last year, but I didn't realize it was <laughs> yeah. that much of a streak. My right. God. They had gotten to
1: 33. By the way, Sean McDonough on the game yesterday when the fans were booing, and he said, yes. the the group is booing. We cannot call them a crowd. <laughs> that was one of the great lines of all time. Meanwhile, the Blue Jays and John Schneider, um, he was much better as Bo Duke um, than he is managing baseball because what in the world is going on? Jose Barrios three innings pitch three hits one walk five strikeouts 47 pitches and he's pulled from the game and then the twins immediately scored two runs i i don't i get it like if you have this weird blueprint in your head of what you're going to do in this game but at some point you got to go do we really want to take him out right now shouldn't we let him continue to pitch
3: yeah i mean i that's certainly something we see all the time managers get much much shorter leashes in the postseason uh I can't even think how many times a, a starter has not even lasted two innings when it was, like, not that bad. They're just, they they, they think they see the writing on the wall and they got to pull them before it gets worse. And then, then they realize, oh, crap, we got to go, like, seven innings with this bullpen. Uh, what are we going to do now? But, yeah, that, I don't. Toronto, for me, was the, you know, seeing just the, the cruelty of a best-of-three postseason series uh it, with Matt Chapman right it, it was the 6th or 7th inning bases loaded misses a bases clearing double by like 4 inches down the left field line very next pitch rolls over a 5 4 3 double play and that's that's it like the blue jays were done at that point that that's that's how close it comes between you know advancing or going home uh without even a win so i i i'm always a little reluctant to make these overarching Responses to how, you know, a team played based on just two or three games. That's just Major League Baseball, but I think Toronto was one of the most disappointing teams of the regular season. I can't believe they were the lowest scoring AL team to make the postseason, uh, given everything on that roster. And I don't know exactly where they go from here. Um, and they got a, a couple of key guys hitting free agency. At some point, they got to figure out what they're going to pay Vlad Guerrero long term and Bo Bichette as well. So, they may have just lost their window. I don't know.
1: You talk about that, and that is the thing with baseball, and that's why it's hard to, you know, judge a lot of times what's going to happen in postseason play and trying to assess things afterwards, because you mentioned, you know, just missing that double. It's the same thing on in game one with the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. I mean, the line drive that is caught by Evan Longoria, mm. which is an amazing play by him, but if that ball's six inches further left or six inches higher he's not catching it it's scoring two runs the brewers are still hitting they've got the lead back and all but it's just like it's stuff like that happens in baseball and it completely changes a game and therefore a series
3: yeah Longo absolutely saved that first game for them that line drive the he had an incredible diving stop uh i think it was Adamez had a <laughs> it was ended up being an infield single but he he kept them to first, and then they were able to turn a double play on the next play. He had that heads-up play, getting uh, Christian Yelich at second base when he in the bag. Like This washed-up 37-year-old third <laughs> baseman who barely hits anymore was the difference <laughs> in that series. I mean, that's just that's the beauty of Major League Baseball playoffs. And the, the irony is, he is Tampa Bay's all-time leader in, in wins above replacement. God, they could have used his glove <laughs> in Game 1, that's for sure.
1: There is the you know, between the Yelich one, I didn't I mean, I don't know where Yelich was going, and then Vladimir yeah. Guerrero yesterday, the base running is a little suspect in some of this stuff.
3: Yeah, and we, we've seen a couple of, uh, at least twice, a, a team tried to do a, like a sacrifice bunt slash kind of a suicide squeeze. I, I don't know what it is with managers. It, it turns to October, and they just like freak out and stop playing normal. And it's like, we won, you know, 54% of our games or whatever, at least to get here. Let's completely <laughs> ditch the script and, and do whatever it takes to play small ball. It's, it's it's weird.
1: So now we get the division series. Rangers-Orioles is basically, by betting purposes, a pick It's even. Um, mm-hmm. Orioles certainly had a great year, but it's almost funny because like it's still like people doubt
3: them a little bit. But
1: what do you think of Rangers-Orioles?
3: Yeah, I think the the reason people doubt the Orioles is because we all kind of pushed the narrative that they have no pitching. I mean, that was my thing all season, no starting pitching. And then Bautista got hurt. So their bullpen is a little more compromised now, but Kyle Bradish was one of the best pitchers of the American League all season long. We just didn't know his name <laughs> until two months into the season. And then Grayson Rodriguez was fantastic in the second half of the season after he, you know, spent a month or two down in at A Norfolk. So I think Baltimore wins that series. I think they might even sweep that series just based on how the the pitching is lined up. Uh, But I I understand why it's a a coin flip. Like you said, people are reluctant to believe in Baltimore. Um, But... What's funny is they don't believe in them because they lost 110 games two years ago. Texas lost 102 <laughs> exactly games two right. years ago. So what's the difference here?
1: <laughs> that's what's amazing about that series. Like you think about that: two teams who just a couple years ago both lost over 100 games now are playing in a division series. That's crazy. The other there's, American. There's no Le-
3: way that's happened before. It, can, it cannot no. have happened before. <laughs>
1: no, there's no way. The other American League series: the Astros, a minus 150 favorite against the Twins. Um, twins obviously look really good against the blue jays but can they can they beat the astros they they
3: could it, we're, we're going to certainly uh, they actually won the regular season series i think four to two but i mean big big gigantic asterisk on there they did not face justin verlander they did <laughs> not face Framber valdez that's a, a big difference uh they're gonna have to deal with them if it goes five games three times so good luck with that but we'll see about the uh what, how the strikeouts come into play there. Minnesota led the majors in strikeouts hitting, led the majors in strikeouts pitching. So <laughs> which, which one goes in their favor for this one, we'll see.
1: And then in the National League, I mean, it, it, it seems like a foregone conclusion. I mean, it, it's for the whole season, basically, it has seemed like a foregone conclusion that we will end up with the Braves and the Dodgers. But Phillies certainly looked really good and just easily disposing of Miami. They gave, obviously, the Braves a lot of problems and beat them last year. Uh, what do you think, Phillies Braves?
3: Yeah, I mean, like you said, feels like a foregone conclusion. Kind of felt that way last year too, right? Once yep. the once the NL East was decided, and it was the Braves that that won that division. Certainly the 101 or excuse me 111 win Dodgers. Everybody expected them to beat the 89 win Padres, but best of five series, you never know. So, what, certainly my pick is going to be Atlanta versus Los Angeles. We'll see what happens, but of the two. I, I think the, the Phillies-Braves uh, series is much more likely to get a little get a little crazy. We'll see. Um, and, and the way that the, the schedule is lined up, right? Game one is Saturday. Game two is Monday. Game three is Wednesday. They're going to be able to get Zach Wheeler back for game two. They'll have Aaron Nola for game three. If they can get to Spencer Strider in game one, that, mm-hmm. that completely flips that series because the Braves pitching staff is in shambles right now. Um, you know, Strider should be able to pitch Game Four with all those uh, days off in between. So we'll, the longer it goes, the pitching matchups become more intriguing. But I, I think if if Philly can steal Game One, all of a sudden they become like a massive favorite in that series.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, again, the arizona i, I, I hate to doubt them now after what they just did to the Brewers. Even when they you know, dig the hole early in the game. Um, you know they had to pitch gallon last night, so when he can come back and they, it's not like they've got great starting pitching, although their bullpen was amazing, even though that's not supposed to be the strength of the team, but it was unbelievable in these two games
3: yeah both both Arizona and Texas right those were two of the worst bullpens in the major leagues this season, and then they both i think they went like a combined seventeen scoreless innings or something thus far to win the those wild card rounds so again just fun with sample sizes right but an interesting thing in this series, Clayton Kershaw has allowed, I think, ten of the sixteen home runs that what is it? Corbin Carroll, uh, Christian Walker, and Kettle Marte have hit against Dodgers pitchers. Like it's this weird thing wow. where their ace cannot get those stars out, and <laughs> he's going to pitch Game One. He'll pitch Game Five if they need it. Is that actually an advantage for Los Angeles? Is <laughs> kind of this weird thing, and we, you know, we're all well aware of. Kershaw's postseason struggles throughout his career. I think he's got like a four three ERA. So we'll we'll see what happens there. It feels like Los Angeles should sweep. I think we all kind of feel that way. They won the last five regular season games uh, against Arizona, uh, dating back to mid June. They were twenty games better than Arizona in the standings. So should go the Dodgers' way. But we'll we'll see what uh what Kershaw has for them.
1: One final thing, Craig Council. Where is he managing next year?
3: Yeah. That, that that certainly has become a narrative now, right? <laughs> I, I think they'll probably stay in Milwaukee. I think they, they're they going to try and go for it one more year. Um, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Adamez, Rowdy Telez, who inexplicably wasn't even on the postseason roster. I don't know what that was about. They chose Jesse Winker over, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> but those guys are all hitting free agency after next season. So I think this is going to be their last year to to possibly do it or, excuse me, next year will be their last year, and then they're going to go through, like, an Oakland A's type of rebuild. I, I don't know what the heck Milwaukee's going to look like two years from now. So I, I, I think they're going to do what they need to bring him back for at least one more year, even though that Mets job mm-hmm. is open and will be intriguing, but... Maybe the Yankees' job will be open next year. I can't believe Aaron Boone didn't get fired. Yeah, I
1: don't. I still. That blows my mind that that has not that that didn't happen. I thought it was going to happen the day after the season ended for sure. But no, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what what is going on there. He is Kerry Miller. Bleacher Report covers the Major League Baseball. You could, could keep up with him and the Major League Baseball playoffs. You could follow him on Twitter at Carrent James. Carrie, as always, thank you. We'll talk to you next week.
3: You got it. Take care, Eli.
1: That's Kerry Miller joining us from Bleacher Report. Folks, Genesis Diamonds, if you are looking to pop that question, if you're looking to get engaged and you need the ring, don't buy anywhere else until you've at least gone by and just seen. Just check it out at Genesis Diamonds. See the selection. See the prices. See the service that you get when you go to Genesis Diamonds. It's Unbelievable. The selection is up to 30 times what you'll find at other stores. The prices, this is no middleman prices, direct importer prices. So that will blow you away. And as far as the service goes, well, they've got no commission salespeople. They're there to educate you, make you a smarter shopper when it comes to buying diamonds, buying fine jewelry. That's what you're all going to find at Genesis Diamonds. And you're going to find them in the Poplar Common Shopping Center, Poplar and Perkins Extended. Go buy, check them out. You don't buy anywhere else until you've at least checked it out at Genesis Diamonds. Hour number two coming up. We'll get into some NFL, college football. We had some college football action last night. A couple of big awards for the Memphis Redbirds as well. We've got all that still to come. And Brandon Marcello at the bottom of the hour here on Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.